educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome aboard. It's Monday. Uh, boy, we had a couple days off and feels like uh, I'm getting back into the swing of things. Uh, uh, got to entertain my brother from San Antonio for the weekend here in town. And uh, we saw a football game and it was a hot one. Uh, it was hot temperature wise. It wasn't real hot uh, on the field. Uh, but uh, hey, you know, when you play the number two team in America in college football, um, you know, it's that's a tough row to hoe. So uh, anyway, we had fun nevertheless and did the tailgating thing and uh, showed my brother the town. He he He's originally from Lincoln as well, but uh, he didn't. He hasn't grown up here. But anyway, so my brother, Dr. Trey, from uh, from San Antonio, we had fun. But, uh, yeah, welcome aboard. It's Monday, October 2nd, 5, 10 p.m. in the afternoon. Uh, we're uh, we're going to get rid of this hot weather, and we're going to get into fall weather this week. And uh, uh, it will feel like October, finally. But, um, yeah, don't forget, uh, if you catch any of the live version of the show, you can always catch us on your uh, favorite podcast platform anytime you like, or the live stream uh, you can catch on KLIN.com, uh, or you can find us uh, 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 those episodes on KLIN.com as well. And follow us on X, formerly uh, known as Twitter, and the Facebook page. Uh, I notice uh, I posted this this afternoon from our other friends uh, in the journalism world. Uh, Chris Dunker from Lincoln Journal Star posted uh, uh, this story. It's kind of a it's a dangerous story, but it's it, it's not funny. But uh, uh, Chris posted about um, a, a Texas man who accidentally shot his grandson at a Lancaster County wedding uh, this weekend, and uh, thankfully the young man was okay. Um, but uh, uh, Chris posted this: maybe don't bring your gun with your homemade blank to a wedding. And then try to shout, shout it, shoot it, excuse me, uh, to get everybody's attention, but instead blast your grandson in the shoulder. So the story is, and I'm sorry, I shouldn't chuckle, it's a very serious um, situation, but this guy uh, from Texas, and we all know how folks in Texas love their guns, and, uh, and he purposely brought this gun to the wedding. He was officiating at the wedding. And uh, to get everybody's attention before the wedding start started, he was going to fire this pistol into the air. And he did not have a live round in it, but instead he packed his own uh, 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 bullet, uh, fake bullet, uh, uh, not a live round in it. Uh, but because it was a homemade round, uh, it, it didn't fire correctly. And the plastic that he used to replace the... Uh, uh, for the firing mechanism, uh, misfired, and he actually shot his 12-year-old grandson in the shoulder. So anyway, I posted that up on the Twitter page. You can you can enjoy that uh, along with me. Another crazy gun incident uh, here in America. So anyway, are but anyway, uh, Mister Oh Blank. Yes, thank you, Chris Lofgren. A blank. That's the name I could not. He shot a blank. Uh, out of his gun. Thank you, Chris, for uh, uh, holding me accountable for uh, firearm uh, uh, phrases. But anyway, uh, well, it is uh, my pleasure to welcome onto the show uh, Sarah Gensler, a reporter for Flatwater Free Press. Uh, Sarah, welcome back to the Dan Parsons Show. 
Thanks. It's good to be here again. Yeah, absolutely. We give uh, Matthew's apparently still uh, doing something else. Uh, I know he was out in California, I think, last week and celebrating some uh, personal stuff, uh, anniversaries and things. And so, anyway, uh, Matthew's uh, AWOL again today. <laughs> yep, you're stuck with me. It sounds like no. I'm delighted, Sarah. You you have uh, you have uh, again done some tremendous uh, uh, work. And as, as everyone knows, every Monday we have uh, Flatwater Free Press, our friends uh, uh, for the very first nonprofit newsroom here in Nebraska. And if you aren't following them, uh, FlatwaterFreePress.org. Uh, and Sarah writes a uh, fascinating story, which, by the way, uh, the model is that you give your news away, uh, both to yeah. other news outlets and, and, to, uh, uh, and to consumers. And uh, I saw your story, in addition to seeing it in Matthew's uh, newsletter uh, late last week and reading it online, flatwaterfreepress.org. I read it uh, on the front page of the Lincoln Journal Star today. So uh, that's always great. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's always great. But anyway, let me set this up, Sarah, and I'll start stop yapping and let you talk about your story. Uh, but fascinating. Uh, the headline, unbelievable insurance increases are walloping Nebraska homeowners. Climate change is a big reason why. Uh, the subhead, on average, Nebraska homeowners paid nearly twice as much to insure their homes in 2020 as they did in 2007, a steeper increase than most other states. And uh, you describe how this uh, uh, gentleman in Hickman, uh, last year his premium, uh, excuse me, uh, a, a, a female, a Jen, um, uh, she paid last year a premium, to, a premium to insure her home in Hickman, a city of about 2,600 people south of Lincoln, uh, her premium a year ago was just over $1,400. Now it's ballooned to almost $2,900. Uh, and this person that you interviewed that owns his home in Hickman said that she's terrified. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, this is a real problem. And again, I wasn't aware of this problem, Sarah. And so thanks for doing the really good investigative work to educate uh, your readers about this problem in Nebraska. Sure. Yeah, it is. a. It's a problem that touches a lot of people um and i think this actually jen uh contacted us as a result of a call out we sort of put it on social media um if somebody if anybody's been impacted by these increases that we're seeing in the data like please reach out and i did have you know a handful of people reach out and she's one of them yeah yeah well and and again you do some great uh sourcing for your story here and uh uh, Scott Holman of, um, excuse me, who was Scott with, but he's an expert in insurance. But anyway, he said much yeah. of the increase uh, since the pandemic can be attributed to the supply chain issues and l- other labor shortages, uh, which are driving up the cost of home repairs and replacement. Uh, but longer term trends are also affecting rates. And you dug into that as well. Yeah, I think a lot of what I heard was in the last few years, Kind of anecdotally, like the data that you mentioned, uh, was ended in 2020. There's a more recent analysis from Policy Genius that also found Nebraska's premiums are uh, double the national average and second most expensive in the country. That's a more current uh, number. But then uh, the more like these recent increases 
from since the pandemic, a lot of people uh, focus on those short-term sort of economic factors that cycle that are in, in more of a natural like cyclical pattern that kind of go up and down. But those long-term trends, the one like uh, as the headline alludes to, uh, a major one that people kept bringing up with me is an increase in storms related to climate change. Yeah, because we've seen plenty of that all over the world, obviously. Uh, seems like it's more and more frequent, and um, and we've had our share of those uh, incidents in Nebraska, too. Well, Sarah Gensler, if you can hang on to this quick break, sure. let's dig a little deeper into this story, because I know a lot of people are <laughs> sympathizing with you and the story of how they're... Uh, uh, insurance rates are going up for their homes. Uh, we'll be right back after this message on 1499 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back. We're so delighted that you chose to uh, spend some of your Monday afternoon with us here on this uh, summery fall afternoon. We're going to get back to... Uh, regularly scheduled fall weather though it sounds like later this week so we look forward to that but uh, hey coming up on tomorrow's show uh, we welcome back uh, the unofficial legal counsel for the Dan Parsons show uh, the dean of the UNL uh, College of Law Mr. Richard Moberly and so we'll catch up with Dean Moberly on uh, some of the legal problems that seem to be multiplying uh, continue to multiply for not only President former President Trump but we'll also uh, talk about Democratic U.S. Senator Bob Menendez's uh, legal problems. He and his wife, uh, who were accused of accepting bribes uh, from a New, New Jersey businessman here recently. So, you know, it's not just the Republicans that are getting in trouble with the law. Uh, it's a bipartisan effort. So anyway, we'll welcome Dean Moberly back to the show tomorrow, talk about uh, some of those issues. We hope you'll join us for that. And, uh, yeah, every Monday we welcome our friends at Flatwater Free Press uh, into the show to talk about some of the work that they've, uh, they're working on. And uh, reporter Sarah Gensler is with us today. Sarah's been with us before, and she's written a fabulous piece of uh, just a fascinating piece about increasing uh, homeowners insurance in the state and how it's really become quite serious and uh you know, we are, on average, Nebraska homeowners, uh, Sarah found, that are paying nearly twice as much to insure their homes in 2020 as they did just back in, in uh, 2007. And, uh, and her research is showing that uh, at least a, a portion of that uh, problem can be related to um, weather-related, uh, uh, severe weather. And, uh, Sarah, you uh, note in your uh, piece, uh, Nebraska's billion-dollar weather events, and there's a chart, uh, over time, more weather and climate events with at least $1 billion in losses have affected Nebraskans. And uh, your chart shows that in the 80s, there were uh, five events uh, uh, from between 2 and $5 billion worth of damage to the point where in the 2020s, uh, there have now been, uh, just in the 20s, 12 events in Nebraska uh, that have been uh, between five and ten billion dollars of of losses so uh, it, it's hard to deny that uh, weather uh, is changing it's getting more severe and the result of that is um, the insurance companies are are being affected by that and the rates are going up to cover those losses right yeah i think that's i think that's right um 
and those are events, you know, that aren't necessarily, they're not just in Nebraska. These are uh, events that affect Nebraska. Maybe it's, you know, a widespread drought, a widespread, uh, a storm that hits multiple states. Um, but I think that the main issues that I heard agents talk about were like wind and hail um, and those sort of events that can really damage houses and cause more claims. And then in order to pay out those claims, you know, uh, companies start raising the premium. And you also dig into, I guess I asked the question, what are some of the solutions that homeowners are trying to, to find for these increased uh, uh, insurance rates? Well, you'll see in Nebraska specifically, I think um, you'll see companies maybe offering discounts if people uh, can shore up their home, make it more resilient to events like this. Um, there's the uh, insurance commissioner really recommended that people shop around and try mm-hmm. to get different quotes. Uh, in other states, you'll see, like in states that are really prone to wildfire, like California, Colorado, or hurricanes like Florida or Louisiana, you have the state kind of trying, stepping in and uh, providing some options or like requiring that sort of sort of incentive from insurance companies, stuff like that. Um, some, a lot of states offer, you know, a state's plan for insurance as sort of a backstop. I haven't heard anything like that coming from Nebraska, and that's not in the story just because it's not something that I think they're considering here. But uh, I think really what I heard was shop around. Um, what's interesting is I also heard some people say maybe not a good time to switch carriers. <laughs> so I right. think it's kind of a case. I think it's a case by case, um, a case by case thing, which is. Uh, I think where that landed. Right, right. You also note the industry has uh, has noted an increase in homeowners who aren't paying a mortgage and chose to mm. opt out of coverage entirely. Uh, that just seems right. <laughs> as uh, that just doesn't seem like it's normal. Um, but these aren't normal times. Yeah, that was something, and then it was also some people opting for a higher deductible. Um, plan in order to get some money off of their premiums, which is another case where, you know, you're kind of betting or hoping that you don't have to deal with a big claim then because you end up paying so much more out of pocket. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Sarah, we're very thankful for your work as always. I think this is an important story. And, and, and again, what I like about, and I've had this conversation with Matthew uh, Hansen, your editor, many times, uh, you're, you're asking your readers, what are, what are stories we should be looking at? What are things, you know, you've toured the state and uh, the great story uh, out of Valentine uh, recently of, uh, 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 and so, yeah, I just appreciate it. And that's what you said, kind of crowdsourcing. Hey, what, uh, who's being affected by these uh, insurance rates. And so you've got some good uh, sources, and you did your usual good stuff. I appreciate it very much. Well, thanks. Yeah, people should absolutely feel free to always reach out to us with tips and if there's something else we should be looking into as well. Absolutely. Sarah Gensler, thank you for your work. Uh, remind our our listeners, uh, if you're not signed up for Flatwater Free Press, and uh, you can find Sarah uh, on the site, uh, just go to flatwaterfreepress.org, and you can also uh, sign up for their free newsletter. And there's no paywall, no, you know, they're a nonprofit. So we can always uh, uh, hopefully... Uh, uh, support you as uh, many people do, I know. And uh, so, good work, Sarah. Thank you very much.
Thanks a lot for having me. You bet. Anytime. Thanks, Sarah. Well, folks, uh, let's, uh, before we take a break here, I'll just remind you again before, uh, uh, you, you, uh, before we take this break, that uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, uh, Mr. Uh, Richard Moberly, Dean of the UNL College of Law, and we'll be talking about uh, the continued uh, uh, legal challenges that uh, former President Trump is having. In fact, he was in uh, civil court uh, today, in a civil case, excuse me, uh, in New York. Uh, the trial uh, started in New York about his business dealings. He's been accused of inflating his... Uh, uh, business uh, portfolio uh, for different reasons, and so that trial actually started today. The former president was sitting in the in the courtroom, listening to the opening uh, arguments in that case. Uh, and fascinatingly enough, uh, uh, it's not a jury trial; it's a bench trial, so it'll be decided by a judge. And um, and apparently. Uh, the Trump legal team, uh, you, there's a document that you fill out and you make a check mark if you want a, a jury trial. Uh, and I guess they didn't check that box because anytime you're dealing with this kind of level of uh, uh, assets, uh, I would think you'd want uh, a jury of your peers rather than just one person deciding that. So anyway, so anyway, Dean Moberly tomorrow, we'll check that out. Come back. We'll talk about some other headlines and, uh, and what's going on in the world. And we, Appreciate you listening, and we'll be back after this message and the news on 1499 KLIN. Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Educate, inform, entertain. Welcome back to the to the show. We're so delighted you chose to Bring us along on your Monday afternoon, uh, the last official day of summer <laughs> here on October 2nd, because the, the weather is going to be changing, kids. You know what? I am halfway through my show, and I have yet, this is how kind of discombobulated I am today, I have yet to say hello to producer extraordinaire, Mr. Johnny Cadillac. <laughs> I didn't even have to say anything Jeez, to you about that. Johnny, I, I thought about it. but I, Well, I, I'm just, uh, you know, I was excited to talk to Sarah and uh, and to tell what, the folks what's coming up on tomorrow's show, and I just blew right past you, Johnny. Well, and I did have something else I wanted to bring up, if yeah. you don't mind me changing oh, the subject do, a little yeah. bit. But, um, you know, normally Mondays is kind of the, for me, like, not, not with the Dan Parsons show, but in general. Like, I'd, I'd never like Mondays. Um, <laughs> well, but, few, few do, but yeah, anyway, exactly. continue, please. Exactly. <clears throat> uh, but today, I was in all the more better of a mood because I was thinking about the last time you and I yeah. have even seen each other whatsoever yeah. was Wednesday after the show at the Ebor event. It was it was a lot of fun. We, we did have a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, I mean, we were informed, educated, and entertained <laughs> there and fed. And, oh, my goodness, you were right. Best Cuban sandwich oh. I've ever had. I oh. had a couple. <laughs> yeah. If you missed that, and we've talked about it on the show a couple times, Ebor, uh, the Second Chance Kitchen, and it's a startup operation. Uh, some folks are, uh, it's a nonprofit. They're trying to raise funds to build a brick and mortar, mortar uh, facility, uh, restaurant, 
uh, to serve Cuban cuisine. And because it's called, uh, because it's a nonprofit and called Second Chance Kitchen, uh, they give second chances to uh, former inmates. And so it's just a beautiful concept. And uh, so, yeah, Johnny and I ch- checked that out. Uh, uh, it would have been Wednesday. It was Wednesday evening, yep. yes, uh, because we weren't here Thursday and Friday. And so, uh, yeah, we had we had a good time. And so, yeah, if you've not experienced the Ebor. Uh, second chance kitchen food uh join their facebook crowd and uh, support them and because they're doing some really important work here in the city so anyway um coming up on tomorrow's show the the unofficial legal counsel uh for the dan parsons show uh the dean of the University of Nebraska College of Law, uh, Mr. Richard Moberly, will make a return in engagement. I just thought it was time to have Dean Moberly back on. There's been some updates uh, with some of the Trump trials that are going on, uh, but we're, we're you know we're going to spread the love around. We're not going to uh, exclusively talk about uh, Republican uh, legal problems uh, because there's a Democrat. Uh, that's in a whole heap of trouble. Uh, United States Senator Bob Menendez and his wife have been accused of accepting bribes from a New Jersey businessman. So we'll we'll talk about that as well. So anyway, check uh, check that out. Join us tomorrow for that show. And if you want to plan ahead to Wednesday, uh, speaking of what the heck's going on in Washington, uh, we're going to be joined by uh, Congressman Mike Flood. We're still working on the final details of when exactly he's going to join us because there's a little bit of chaos uh, in Congress uh, the last few days. They did reach an agreement, as you may have seen, over the weekend to divert uh, a shutdown of the government, and so they made that deal. And uh, I think they pushed the deadline back to sometime in November. Uh, I don't have my notes in front of me on that story. But anyway, over the weekend, they uh, averted uh, a shutdown of the government, made a deal. And um, so anyway, we'll we'll chat with Congressman Flood on Wednesday about what's going on in Congress. But because of uh, the deal they made <clears throat> uh, to avert the shutdown, uh, some of uh, the critics of the uh, Republican uh, speaker, uh, Mr. Kevin McCarthy, uh, have challenged or are suggesting that they're going to challenge the speaker uh, and put it to a vote to change, uh, to kick him out, uh, to kick him out of his speaker p- position. Uh, his critics, namely uh, Representative Matt Gates, uh, plan to, uh, at least on the last reporting on this, uh, the uh, Gates, the far right Republican from Florida, uh, threatened to use a procedural tool called a motion to vacate to try and strip uh, McCarthy of his office sometime this week. Uh, on the speech in a speech on the House floor, Gates demanded that McCarthy disclose the details of a supposed deal with the White House to bring forward legislation to help fund the war in Ukraine after the Speaker relied on Democrats to provide the necessary votes uh, to avoid the shutdown and fund the government. So some of the far-right folks uh, in Congress uh, don't like that, and they're threatening to uh, hold a vote and kick him out. So anyway, uh, we'll we'll keep track of that, and hopefully we'll have Congressman Mike Flood on uh, to shed a little more light on that. So I found that of interest. Um, Well, let's talk about... Let's talk about something that, in my mind, is a little more entertaining uh, than all of that stuff. Um, the uh, how many of you uh, are Taylor Swift fans? 
and how many of you are Kansas City Chiefs fans? And I know Johnny is one of the biggest Kansas City Chiefs fans that I know. <laughs> Except the exact opposite of that. <laughs> Taylor Swift, I don't mind her, but okay. yeah, I, I can't stand the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, I knew I knew that. Yeah, you don't like those Chiefs. <laughs> Not at well, all. Well, and, and so, you know, I, I assume you've been following this uh, for the last couple weeks. Uh, she has been in the box, uh, both in Kansas City, uh, a week ago for the game, and now uh, last night in New Jersey, or New York, uh, the stadium's in New Jersey, uh, but the New York Jets and the Kansas City Chiefs squared off. And so uh, Travis Kelsey, their star uh, uh, tight end, is uh, apparently uh, boyfriend-girlfriend with uh, one of the biggest, probably the biggest, hottest uh, music stars in the world right now, uh, Taylor Swift. So I find it fascinating. So if you have an opinion, if you are a Swifty or if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan or just an NFL fan, 402-479-1400, text or call. I'd love to hear from you because I have some opinions on this uh, just about from a marketing standpoint. I find it fascinating. Johnny, did you watch the game last night? I did not. No. Okay, because you're not a Kansas City Chiefs fan, but are you a Swifty? I I. I... I'm not the biggest Taylor Swift fan, okay. but I don't dislike her. Okay, all but right. There was a wrestling pay-per-view on last night, so that's oh, what okay. took my attention. All right. But had that not been, you may have tuned in like a lot of people did. I do like me some football. To see uh, Taylor Swift in, in cheering on her friend, uh, apparently her boyfriend, uh, Travis Kelsey. Yep. And, uh, no, I find it amazing. Uh, so 402-479-1400, if you're a Swifty and you watched the game last night. Because this is what I found out from uh, uh, watching the game while I was uh, scrolling through uh, X. Uh, people were reporting uh, that, uh, and you don't have to be female to be a huge uh, Taylor Swift fan, but let's face it, that's... You know, I think that's the base of her, of her fans. Uh, but obviously, she's got a huge fan base, male, female, everybody. But one of the phrases I heard most often, uh, uh, fans of uh, Taylor Swift were asking, "Oh, what time's that Swift game on tonight?" <laughs> because they knew about this relationship she now has um, uh, with the big uh, star of the Kansas City Chiefs. And they didn't necessarily know who was playing, uh, but they wanted to know uh, what time that that Swift that Taylor Swift game was coming on. And uh, and the other thing, uh, more seriously, I I just think this is a, a wonderful opportunity uh, from a marketing standpoint to cross uh, populate, to cross promote. And uh, if you're not a Kansas City Chiefs fan, like like Johnny Cadillac, our producer extraordinaire, uh, you may be a Taylor Swift fan. So you may have tuned in for this uh, this romance that is budding out on uh, in the national uh, arena, and uh, and I I have no doubt from what I've read and seen that people did that. I'll say this, Dan. Uh, so a couple months ago, you know, the Salt Dogs getting ready for Taylor yes. Swift's concert in yes. Kansas City. That, that they became we sponsored here at yep, Broadcast yep. House. They they were the Swift Dogs that night, and they had specialized jerseys made yeah. and everything. I'll tell you this. I am more likely to buy some sort of Taylor Swift Kansas City jersey than I would be a Kansas City Chiefs jersey. See, there you go. See, you're making my point that this crossover promotion is just brilliant. Uh, and if we've got time before we go to the break, I'll, uh, well, maybe I'll save it. I'll just give you my advertise. I'll put on my advertising PR hat and give you the, how I analyzed uh, the commercials uh, during the game. 
And again, I have I haven't talked to any, anybody at the network. Uh, I don't know anybody on the Swift Taylor Swift PR f- uh, team. I don't know anybody on Travis Kelsey's uh, uh, PR team. But I can give you some insights of exactly what was going on last night and leading up to this game, uh, just from my professional PR perspective. So uh, anyway, if you are a Taylor Swift fan, if you tuned into that game, if you're an NFL fan, uh, I'd love to hear your perspective uh, on this. Uh, uh, on this effort to combine uh, these two audiences. So ring us up, 402-479-1400, talk or text. Uh, but we'll take this little break and come back and finish up with some Swifty talk uh, here on 1499 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back, and thanks for joining us on your Monday afternoon. We appreciate it very much. Uh, don't forget, uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll welcome back to the studio Mr. Richard Moberly, Dean of the University of Nebraska College of Law. Uh, we'll talk about all kinds of uh, legal things, and uh, so we appreciate uh, Dean Moberly. Well, uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, the Swifty, uh, Travis, uh, the, the uh, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, a budding romance that's being played out on national television with the NFL. And uh, so, Chris Lofgren, uh, I, I just wanted to get your perspective on this, because as a public relations professional, uh, I have some opinions on this doesn't, this doesn't just happen uh, without people uh, giving some good advice to their clients. Now, don't throw a whole bunch of cold water on something that no. looked like it was spontaneous. <laughs> well, I don't doubt that this is, well, I have no knowledge of whether it's an actual romance. I assume it is. And I don't, uh, I'm, just, I'm just suggesting uh, that when you get to that level of professional success in both of their fields, yeah. uh, you have people around you that are giving you advice. Yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah. Taylor Swift has all kinds of folks that are giving her advice. And it would be derelict uh, to not uh, plug those people in at some point, because uh, they could have kept this, could have tried to have kept this private, right? <laughs> I mean, there's famous people that have relationships and that don't become public like this. But this, to me, in my view, uh, they did reach out to their advisors, whoever they might be, uh, and they did uh, put you know some thought into how to roll this out and how to do this publicly. Well, it- I think that's a, a reasonable assumption. But at the same time, I think there is some spontaneity associated with it because Travis, from what I understand, and I don't know anything about it, but I think he attended her concert at Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah. And I'm sure he was smitten when she saw her perform and that kind of stuff and thought, Who wouldn't be? Well, I wonder, you know, who's she dating? Well, maybe I'll reach out to her. Or, as you maybe suggest, his people will talk to her people and kind of see what's going on. But... Who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe he it, slid into her really DMs on X. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and don't get me wrong, folks. And if you've got an opinion or a thought, 402-479-1400, uh, text or talk. Uh, and I'm, I'm not being critical. I'm just making an observation as a professional public relations person that it would be derelict for somebody in that high of a prof- success in their profession to not at least at some point in this relationship say, Hey Travis, do you have you talked to your people yet? Well, I think I should. What are you going to do, Taylor? Yeah, because here's what happened. Whether that whether they talked to their advisors and tried to orchestrate something or not, 
Uh, here's what my observations on the on the advertising. Did you watch the game by chance? Last oh time? yeah, yeah. So here was my. It became blatantly obvious to me that let's see, was this was this Fox or ABC? Who was this? ESPN? Uh, I think it was NBC last night. NBC is always Sunday night football. Okay, thank yeah. you. That's right. Sure, sure, sure. NBC. So the advertising uh, folks at NBC obviously saw this as an as an as an opportunity. They knew they had to have known. That I mean, the shots of her being in the in the suite and her coming in. I mean, they knew that that was happening because they had cameras there. Well, and they those cameras them. can go anywhere, and they did the same thing at the previous game too. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, again, if you're a PR folks for Brittany and for Travis, hey, by the way, well, first of all, they're reaching out to them, all the media, especially after last week, and they knew. That you know they're asking, hey, is is uh, is Taylor going to be at the game again? This you know, so they're asking those questions. Uh, the media people. Well, are. that that word had already gotten out, and the Jets were pretty excited because yeah. they hadn't sold the stadium yes, out. Yes, that's and what I'm saying. Once they heard that Taylor might be there, I think their ticket sales went up. Absolutely, at, uh, the Jet Stadium. I guess what I'm trying to say, folks, is I think this is a beautiful. Uh, scenario for everybody everybody won first of all this budding romance good for them i i'm all for love and romance um the nfl obviously gained some new uh viewers last night oh sure and taylor swift uh fans got to be exposed to country music i mean to to nfl and if nf nfl fans got to be exposed maybe weren't aware of taylor swift and they're out buying their album but here's what happened on the on the commercials that i noticed uh did you happen to notice especially at the start of the first uh the first part of the game let's say up to halftime um there were less beer and pickup truck commercials and more commercials that would uh, be of an audience of a broader audience. For example, I didn't write this down, but this is from my observation. Uh, gourmet dog food. Who ma- who makes the decision in the household typically of 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 upgrading Pooch's food from kibble and bits to this expensive gourmet dog food? Traditionally, who would that be? Would it be the male person in the household or the female person in the household? I- I'm being a little stereotypical, but. Yeah, you know, you can be a dog lover. You don't have to be gendered. Before you go down that road, I think you'd be surprised at the number of females that watch NFL football. Period. Oh, I don't doubt that there's a a, a big audience. I don't. I don't think there's been a big switch. Um, I think it's been a fairly significant audience anyway. Oh, I don't. I don't doubt that that's a growing audience. I mean, and the NFL and the networks have done things to increase that. But I'm just making the observation: uh, numerous, numerous people uh, that I know and just from going through Twitter said they were watching the NFL game because of Taylor Swift. <laughs> it was I don't. Obvious. I don't think that they went that far. I think. I think it's created some popularity, but I, I would not sell Taylor Taylor Swift short. She is the decision maker in her. Oh, I world. don't doubt that. She oh, is a, a strong young lady. Yeah. that has made all the calls Absolutely. for her. 
I don't think she leaves too many calls up to somebody well, else. Well, that, and that's part of what I'm saying. None of that was by accident. From her walking through and having, uh, who who were the two other movie stars that were uh, uh, Ryan? Uh, what's the guy's name? And and uh, uh, anyway, there were two movie stars that walked in with her. And anyway, it, and oh, the other commercial was instead of all these pickup truck commercials, which typically dominate uh, the NFL uh, broadcasts, uh, there was an SUV with a family. <laughs> I just thought, that's brilliant. Again, from a marketing standpoint, if there are more females on uh, your broadcast, you're anticipating, for whatever reason, um, you're going to, I, as an advertiser... Do you watch NFL games regularly? Yeah, every week, yeah. Do you? Yeah. Am I didn't I notice any difference in the kinds of commercials that okay. were being played. Well, maybe I'm off. Uh, maybe I have no idea. Maybe you know, I have Lincoln, no idea what I'm talking Lincoln about. Lincoln has commercials on it. Uh, Subaru has commercials on it. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I think that's pretty. Well, maybe it's a figment. Maybe this whole thing is a figment of my imagination, and <laughs> they didn't gain any new fans last night. Well, that's it, folks. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, now go do good things. 1,499.3 KLIN.